Welcome to episode number 102 of the Chris Rose Rotation, a production of John Boy Media, and today presented to you by our good friends over at SeatGeek. And we would like to welcome back to the rotation this guy from the Cleveland Guardians, their starting catcher, Austin Hedges. Good to see you, Hedgie. How are you? Doing great, Rosie. Thanks for having me on. Um, I'm worried. Blink twice if you need saving. Are, are you? It looks like you're. Um, you've been kidnapped for ransom against because the of the blank wall. wall. Yeah, I was like, I was trying to figure out where I, where I like, what's what's a nice background. But yeah, this looks like a great place to do. Um, like I'm, I'm holed up in a cell somewhere. Yeah, um, you're safe, right? I am safe. I am safe. But this is kind of, yeah, it's a little bit, it's all basic, all creepy. Not as showy as your setup behind you. No, that's okay. Like when we have you on more frequently during the season, I expect a more flowery background. Okay, I'll figure something out. I'll figure something out. I love that. I love that. But so this is actually being released on opening day of 2022. But I am curious, since you are finishing your stint now down in Arizona, like, did you rent a house? Did you do an Airbnb? Like, this was a weird we did air, yeah I, I mean with the with the lockout everything being crazy i literally when i saw like the the official like we're back went on airbnb found the first place that'll allow my dog uh i wanted to be in scottsdale i've never done scottsdale i've always been kind of closer um but kind of just we, did a did a did an airbnb rental apartment uh decided to do a roommate for the first time in a while will myers Oh God, uh, he's a, he's an interesting cat. So, um, he's too, uh, he's, he's too embarrassed of, uh, what might happen or you might make, you may be making fun of him or something, uh, to come on the show. Wait a sec. I'm not going to make fun of him. No, that's, that's not the reason he's just, he, he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to really let the world know that he's actually smart. He oh. likes to, he wants the world to continue to perceive him as just kind of, you know, there's will. There's spacey one. will yeah kind of spacey but like the dude's brilliant and it's like ah, too bad maybe one day is he there or did he already go to the yard no he's not yeah. the, the potters had a day game today we got a night game so we're just chilling got if it. he was there, if he was here i'd be probably saying worse things because i like to say terrible things to his face it's not as fun behind his back how how is he as a roommate messy but good roommate we do nice, equal, equally sharing some tasks, trash. He'll even, he'll take my dog out for me when I'm playing late. Oh. Um, so, you know, I was like, you know what? That's to touch another person's dog species is a, is a good friend move. So I'll give him that one. I think that that's, yeah. Where do you draw the line on that? Like how good a friend do you have to be in order to pick up poop? Like I'd understand if you would have said no. You know, someone's like, hey, man, I'm not touching your dog's crap. I'd be like, okay, that's, I mean, I, I get it. I don't, I don't want to touch yours. So I don't know. But I feel like you got to be, I mean, if you're going to live with someone, you got to be able to take their, you got to help with the dog. If you're going <laughs> to. <laughs> that is the greatest. That's from the day for 2013 uh, AL rookies. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> for people that are doing this audio only please check it out on youtube that's epic that's but but that's that's why he gets perceived the wrong way he presents himself in a way that makes people assume things and if you wanted to sit down here and like debate th something you're gonna be like oh my god this guy like this guy's actually really smart but that's his perceived thing, and he just likes to go smash baseballs. Have you? Um, are you a bed maker? Only when my wife's around, she makes me. She's okay. very big on that. Very big on that. But uh, yeah, our uh, our apartment is not that messy. I mean, I'm sorry, it's not that clean. It's quite messy. Um, not super proud of it, but sometimes I do think cleanliness is overrated. Is that bad? Is that a bad thing? Well, it depends where we're going with this. Like, I'm not talking like, you know, like super dirty, like, like still, still hygiene, but like basic hygiene. But otherwise, like, you know, we got a bunch of stuff on the floor. But is that really that bad? I draw the line at sinks. I cannot have a thing in the sink overnight. You don't want to see our sink. Really? Our sink ain't good. It's not good. Oh, 
but we don't cook. It's just like, you know, it's a lot of Postmates, door dashing. So it's just like forks and coffee cups. But to put it in the dishwasher. That would, that would, that's extra steps that are not necessarily necessary for the production of the day. You know what you are? What? You're the pitcher who doesn't like to back up bases. Because I punch tickets. I don't need to back bases up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, so how exciting is opening day for a major leaguer that's done it several times? It's like, I'd say it's like playing in the playoffs, but uh, I've, I've never really been to the playoffs. Yes, so you have. I had, I've won at bat in the playoffs. And it was to end the Cleveland Indians run in one in 2020. So uh, we don't need to talk about that one. Um, yeah, here you go. Or Aldis Chapman. There we go. Let's go face him off the bench. Two outs in the ninth. That'll be fun. <laughs> With nobody Anyways, in the stands. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe made it a little better. But, uh, but opening, I mean, opening day is probably, probably one of the few games during the season where, where the, where the butterflies come back. Like it just, it, it means something in a way it's honestly like, it, it means too much. Cause sometimes we heighten up, like it's, it's so funny. The win winning or losing on opening day is like a big deal for like vibes of clubhouse. And it's so funny. Cause like you go and one to start the year and you got 161 games left. People are like, ah, you know, maybe like, maybe just this isn't the team's year. Like, what are we talking about? Like, if we lost a game on freaking like July seventh, it's just a loss. Who cares? But that's, I guess, that's the only difference. It's like, it's like a glorified playoff game where everyone really, really wants to win this game more than other ones, even though there's no difference. As a catcher, you're going to be dealing with a lineup that is veteran laden except Bobby Witt Jr., one of the top prospects in baseball, is going to be in it. And then the Tigers just announced that Spencer Torkelson, the number one pick from a couple of drafts ago, is going to be their everyday first baseman. So you've got guys who are going to get their first sniff of the big leagues. When you don't have a book on somebody, how do you pitch to them? Yeah, you just got to go with strengths and try and figure them out as early as possible. I think there's certain pitches that you can kind of throw early in situations that'll kind of just tell you what at least the guy's plan is. If I don't necessarily know what this guy hits, we'll have information from what he did in the minor leagues. But like, if I don't necessarily know, like this is a guy that's geared up like middle away or a guy that's trying to turn and burn or maybe sit soft early. If I don't know any of that, I'm going to try and throw him. You know, probably like, so like cutters can be good pitches, sliders, like not necessarily for strikes. The first couple at bats just to, see what he does early, what his intent is, uh, without necessarily like throwing a strike slider. Oh, oh. And maybe this dude just hammers strike breaking ball. So I got to, with the guys like that, I think trying to be a little bit safe early to make sure you kind of get a read on what this guy's trying to do, because more than likely they're going to be aggressive more than likely they're going to be wanting to do some damage. Um, and I want to make them prove to me that they can be disciplined and stay within themselves who is the best young hitter that you you realize like god damn this guy's like a 10-year vet Tatis you talking about in the guardians no I'm talking about baseball whether you've seen it as a teammate or as a a guy where you've been catching and you've been impressed Tatis is the best baseball player I've ever played with on the same field it might not be close really it's stupid it's stupid it's the best baseball player in the world, in my opinion. The things that he can do in, I mean, watching him on the same team and then during COVID camp uh, a couple of years ago, we just played a ton of games against each other. I'm like, this is the best player a lot. There's no, there's nowhere to go. He can go, I mean, what? A, he can hit like get me over curveballs out to dead right field on purpose, 100 feet over the fence. And then the, what he can do on the base pass and what he can do on the field is just – He's and and he gets it. He's you know I know I know people are questioning certain things right now because he's not going to be healthy. But just remember, I think I think he's the best baseball player in the world. And it's just it's easy. Like you for, you forget that he's young, even when he was twenty or whatever as a rookie. Like he just didn't come off that way. I think uh, what I, his his dad his dad must have done a really good job with him at just kind of passing on some 
some wisdom, uh, maybe being around big league clubhouses as a kid or something. But I would just, I'm assuming, and I know he's got a good relationship with his dad. I'm assuming whatever that happened kind of trickled down real quick. And he kind of applied that even as a rookie. Well, it was interesting. I mean, you were on the Padres when he swung at that 3-0 pitch up big in Texas. And I actually remember doing a video talking about like, I'm, I love that shit. I'm a baseball fan. I want to see it. And I actually got texts from a lot of guys who are players. who are like, Rose, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, that was some bullshit. Like, is it that people They're wrong. are? They're wrong. They're just wrong. It's like you, you, you can, and in any, in that same situation, this guy's allowed to just throw a fastball down the middle. And then now it's three, one. Now he throws you another slider. Now it's nasty. This is a game of, this is a business. We're about making money. We're about winning games and making money. Yeah, the game was out of hand. I don't know, man. I mean, teams score runs in the big leagues. Teams whack balls. They're big leaguers. You get a 3-0 fastball right down the middle after this guy just went slider, slider, slider because he's afraid of you. Now he gives in, and you're not allowed to go make money? No. Go make money. It's business. Go hit homers every single time you hit. And if that pitcher gives in at any point, I think there's. I think there are, obviously, there's certain gray areas and maybe – uh, lines to cross, but I felt, I really felt like in that situation that in a way it kind of, cha- it kind of changed baseball a little bit. It kind of opened up some less unwritten rules, kind of just things that aren't, aren't really that necessary things that who cares, get over yourself. You're losing. If you're losing 14 to nothing or you're losing two to nothing, don't throw fastballs down the middle. They're going to get whacked. Don't throw fastballs down the middle to the best player in baseball. It's going to get whacked. And at that point, he's making $500,000. He's trying to make $300 million. How do you do that? You got to hit homers. So it helped his cause. So good for him. That's my opinion. So why do people have a, a, a different perception of Fernando Tatis, in your opinion? I don't know. I think just uh, I think that it comes with fame. I think it comes with greatness. It comes with being a being a, an, an image. I mean, from, from everything he does, there's image, you know, with the look, the hair, the flashiness, everything he does. If you, whether you're walking down the streets and see him or you go to a baseball game and see him, I mean, it's like, you know, someone is there. This dude's six foot three, his shoulders are this wide. I mean, he's just, he's a presence and bilingual. Like he's just, he can talk. He's a good kid. He's a good, humble kid. Um, so, I mean, I think it's just, it's like anybody, you kind of, you kind of got to be almost like Mike Trout where you just purposefully like stay under the radar to not get any bad press. But if you, if you want to be a little, if you want to kind of have some fun and be a public figure, you're just going to, you're going to get bad press. And I think it's okay. I love him. I dig him. Good. There's nothing not to love. The kid is incredible. I dig him. I'm in. Hey, you're looking for something that tastes great and also helps out your body. Well, I want to tell you about AG1. In fact, I started taking AG1 because at my age, and I'm over 50, I need my daily dose of vitamins and greens, and I don't always know the perfect way to do it. So I just take a scoop, I put it in my protein shake each and every day after I work out, and I'm done for the day. And that is the perfect way to go about it. So you're probably thinking to yourself, okay, if it tastes great, which you can, you know, you can put the scoop in water, I put it in my shake. You say, well, it's got to be loaded with all sorts of sugar. Not true. It contains less than one gram of sugar. There's no GMOs. There's no nasty chemicals or artificial anything. And it tastes great on top of everything else. It costs you less than three bucks a day. You're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. So yes, I don't care what age you are. It's never too early to start taking care of yourself. In fact, to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do, go to this website, athleticgreens.com slash rose. Again, that is athleticgreens slash rose to take ownership over your health, pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. It is that simple. So go get it again today. You've got the website right here in our description. And use the code word Rose. I don't think a lot of people know this part of your life. At 12U, you were part of probably the greatest team ever assembled at that age. Tell everybody who were your teammates. It was, so it was like, it was 12 and then a cup, like 
One of them joined, I think, at 13. I think Matt Chapman joined at 13. I don't think everyone was always exactly – there might have been a couple months to a year apart. But on the same team, it was Matt Chapman, Rice Harper, Joe Musgrove, Zach Davies, uh, myself. Am I forgetting anybody? Do you have the yeah. list? Who Michael Lorenzen. Michael Lorenzen. Yeah. Lorenzen, that was a different one. He, Michael was a little bit older. Um, that wasn't actually on the same team, but a team that I played with him on um, for a few years back when he was a more of a position player, really. Did you guys ever freaking lose? No, no, we didn't lose. We won. So that's I, 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 I tell my dad this all the time. I've been on I've, I've been on other than 2020 where the Padres and the Indians both finished above 500. It's the only team I've never finished on a team above 500. And I associate that with just the pure dominance from ages nine to 12. I got all my wins in my life out of the way. It was just like every week and rolling into tournaments and just mercy ruling teams. And it was just easy. I was like, God, baseball's fun. We just show up, roll out of bed and go beat up these teams. Now I'm getting humbled. So I don't know. Was it worth it? Maybe, probably not. I don't know. So your dad was the manager. Yeah. And, you know, this is in Southern California. So you drew like Musgrove was from the San Diego area. Lorenzen, I thought was from Orange County. I could be wrong. Yeah. So we're okay. all from Orange County, except Joe. Uh, Zach was from Arizona. Um, and Bryce was Bryce was <laughs> since we were kids, since we were like probably eight years old, this dude was flying or driving to play on all kinds of different teams to come play in Southern California to play in against all the talent. But I mean, this guy was, he was getting bounced around, probably getting paid to go play for teams. He was the best player on the field ever since the first time I played against him at eight. He hit a, he hit a home run. We were playing in one of those fields with like 300 foot fences and then like 200 foot fences in between. He had a foul home run over the 300 foot fence when we were nine. And everyone was like, what's happening right now? <laughs> For real, I'm not joking. I'm not joking. My dad can verify this, and at least he's a multi or MVP of baseball, so it makes sense. Did you catch him? Did not catch him. One claim to fame: we did a we did a uh, like a travel ball World Series at nine years old in Steamboat Springs, Colorado, and him and I got first and second in the radar gun. He threw 64 miles an hour, and I threw 60, and that was like the that was gas. <laughs> Hell yes, it is at nine years old or. Yeah, but he was throwing no, he was like, he was bigger too. He was like a big kid. He was intimidating, very scary, tough, to, kind of wild. Like he was the big, the big guy that was wild and threw a hundred for us and hit batters. It was terrifying. You don't want to face him. Did you know back then, were you like, that guy's going to be an MVP one day? I, I honestly, yeah. Honestly, that, that being said, we had this one player on our team when we were playing against Bryce, his name is Travis Harrison. We'll never forget. Great kid. We always thought everyone, Bryce gets all this attention. Travis Harrison is going to be better than Bryce Harper. And you know who Travis Harrison is, right? Of course you don't. Exactly. He's not Bryce Harper. We were wrong. He didn't make the big leagues. Bryce Harper's Bryce Harper. So, yep. I'm not, the, I, I'm not a good amateur scout. I was wrong. But we knew he was going to be great. He was, he was just clearly better than everybody. I mean, you know, the things he was doing when he was in high school playing against college guys was basically what he was doing. He was going, he was playing up ages his whole life. It's ridiculous. When, um, like who else was a stud? Was because Musgrove was always a beast, wasn't he? Musgrove was not. I want to make sure, I want to make sure, hopefully he knows this. I was a way better pitcher than Joe and Zach. When we used to play tournaments, I was throwing the championship game. When it came down to it, I was the big dog getting on the bump. Joe and Zach might have been like quarterfinals, semifinals, you know, maybe try and get us there because they were okay. Which tells me I would have been a damn nasty big league pitcher if you can make what you do at 12 years old relevant. <laughs> well, wait a second. Are we sure that this wasn't daddy ball? That daddy wasn't like, here he is. Austin, you get the championship. You could call game. it daddy ball, but daddy ball was right as we were whooping on every team. 
we were beating everybody up. But it was funny. So Zach, Zach, we used to go. Zach flew from Arizona to San to Southern California. Then at thirteen, we flip flopped, and I joined his Arizona team. Uh, and we went and played in some tournaments out uh, um, out in Omaha during the World uh, Baseball World Series, College Baseball World Series. And I remember I was pitching in two separate times. Zach lost us the game at second base with the most routine plays ever. Pop up, drop, ground ball through the wickets. So Do you still bring this us. up to him? That's, I do. Is he? I mean, that's why he pitches. But he's a big league pitcher, and he's a really good big league pitcher. Same with Joe. But I try and remind them that uh, I taught them what they know. Would you like to know your career stats against the three guys who became big league pitchers? Sure. Do you know who you have the best numbers against? I feel like I got some knocks off Michael. You do. You are three for four with three singles against Michael Lorenzen. Okay, Michael. You are one for three with a single against Joe Musgrove. Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame batting average so far. Okay. You are Davies 0 for two Davies against Zach Davies. I want no part of that changeup, bro. The thing never gets there. I hate him. He's out there throwing 86 miles an hour and just like you're uncomfortable somehow. Well, you know, that being said, I haven't faced Joe. Uh, I haven't faced new Joe. Joe is not the same in Pittsburgh. Kind of like, kind of like Garrett Cole. Mm. You know what I mean? Like both of them in Pittsburgh were good, good, solid pitchers. Both of them leave Pittsburgh and are like, what, like aces of teams. Like, I know Darvish is probably throwing opening day for the Padres, but, like, Joe Musgrove is a bona fide ace on a club, even though it might not be on that team, where he he was kind of like – he was pitching more. I felt like him and Garrett were both pitching more in Pittsburgh, and now it's just like, here's my nasty stuff over and over again. Yeah. Well, so, I haven't with... faced – it'll be interesting if I get to face – oh, we play the Padres this year, so I'll probably yes, face do. Joe. Good. Cool. That'll be fun for you. That'll be fun. Although I think that series is in Cleveland, not in San Diego. Both. Both. Oh, both? Both. Oh, good. Heck yeah. I can't wait. I'm trying oh. to go. I'm trying to I'm trying to go deep and stand there for a little bit. Ooh. <laughs> oh God. How good would just that for be? Fun. Come on. Will you just yell at fun. him? Will you yell at him? I mean, I would have to. I'm not gonna fight him. He's monstrous. He, is he would kill huge. me. He's so big. But I mean, he's a big old teddy bear. His yeah. uh <laughs> Yeah, we're we're really close with his his family is just just an incredible family too. So um, maybe I won't pimp it off him. When um, when Harper comes up to the dish, because I'm sure that you you know you've been behind the plate when he's hit in his career. Like we guys- we don't have a, we're we're not, we're not as close as I am with other guys. Like Joe and I and Zach, we used to kind of. They used to come stay at my house and stuff during tournaments because they would they live far away. Mm-hmm. And the, the, we would, we got closer than Bryce and I did. Bryce Bryce really only played a couple tournaments with us. Honestly, I played more against him growing mm. up. Um, but we're still friends. I mean, we're both we both got the same agent. So I mean, we've worked out together now in the off seasons. And so when he comes up, it's casual. It's not necessarily the got same it. as for Joe or Zach or Michael or Chappie. Uh, those guys, there's some there's some good dialogue going, but um Bryce is kind of just like ignite what's up bro got it I mean you guys have the same agent his agent's got him 323 or something I mean I know mine doesn't have a 23 after that after the three (laughs) (laughs) hey free agent this year though we're gonna go ball out and put Scotty boy to work that away go get him you have been behind the plate when Michael Lorenzen has hit by the way that's right that's right I don't know what he did what do you do um, let me see here. I don't think he did anything with you behind the plate. Yeah, I don't think I don't he think might he might have walked. No, struck Head out. Punch. He did. Oh, we have this it. Video. Oh, here we go. I was picturing in Cincinnati. Here we go. Oh my God, look at this. It's got to be a breaking ball, right? That is not me catching. It's not. No. Oh. What may I mean? How do you? What do you mean? It's not. 
when you see me, I mean, uh, come on. I mean, it's not. When you look back there and you just don't see just like bronzed Greek god body standing back there. All right, you're you wearing know, catcher's obviously gear. Obviously not me. That's my fault, Austin. I went through the box score and I thought I saw your name in there. No, I, he definitely has hit though. And I swear it's in Cincinnati. Okay. So when it happened, first of all, we apologize. You know, we, listen, we do our research off of Wikipedia. So that, you know, that tells you it's how far the, we go. Oh, it's funny. If you, if you do my Wikipedia, I made my own Wikipedia. So no, you uh, didn't. I'm joking. I wanted to. Oh. So with the baseball season starting, you know what? It's time for you to get back in the game as far as the trading card industry. And Topps Bunt, it is the official digital trading card of Major League Baseball. It is back for the 2022 season. So you can collect and trade your favorite players from across the league with baseball fans around the globe. I got to tell you, I was first introduced to the Topps Bunt app at our John Boy Media compound during spring training out in Phoenix, Arizona. So Pete Moylan, basically, uh, there's 24 hours in a day. I think he spent 23 hours and 57 minutes on the Top Spun app. He was like, Rosie, Rosie, look at the ladies. Look, I ripped open these cards. Now, first of all, I really couldn't understand him, but I got the gist of the whole thing, which is this is really exciting stuff. So you can rip them open at any time. You'll get uh, MVPs in there, Hall of Famers, legendary players, and the stars of tomorrow, right? There's a bunch of new guys that are cracking into the big leagues this year. Bobby Witt Jr. is out there, Julio Rodriguez, Spencer Torkelson. Who knows if he could pull those guys? And then you could have fun in trading with your friends all around the globe. It's very simple. For more information, download the free Top Spun app by clicking the link in the description or visiting the App Store or Google Play. It's just a click away. Who knows? Maybe you'll be trading cards with me in the near future. Oh, dude, I got to show you this. Look what I got right here. Can you see this? What is that? It finally, officially... I'm a patented inventor. Of what? Of you. So if you actually could, uh, Rob, find the video of me uh, catching, uh, the mask I wear is kind of a weird mask. I don't know if you've ever noticed. It's got like, it's got springs and it's got like a weird attachment on the top. And I got a concussion a handful of years ago and I got the company Force 3 who makes this mask with springs in it to add a like a, a, a part of the cage to the top. So any foul tip can actually hit it. Otherwise with a normal hockey mask, it just hits the, uh, the shell. Right. And so I had them do that. And that was a few years ago and they showed up to spring training this year. Um, Cause they asked me like, Hey, like, you know, we're going to try and get this patent and use your idea. So you want to be the inventor. And I am now officially a design patent inventor, which I was going to go on my Wikipedia and say Austin Hedges, patented inventor slash Major League Baseball player. So this is way cooler. This is big news, man. Like this could be the one billion dollar invention. Yeah, I got to figure out a way to get some royalties from him. No, I'm not getting paid yet. I, got, I don't even know. That's on me. I haven't done. I didn't I didn't take it that seriously. And then they came up to me and now I'm patent. Now I feel like I got to go. I'm going to go get some dough. Well, why don't you talk to your financial uh, guy, Will Myers, and see if we can. <laughs> I'll talk to him. He'll probably have some great ideas for how we can go about getting some money out of this thing. You know what? Give Will Myers, like, he can have three guesses of what you have patented. And let's he, see if he, he knows. It. It. I mean, here's the thing. If, if you know me right when this happened. Every single person in the world that knows me knows I had that because I rubbed it in all of their faces. I was like, hey, oh, like went up to like Shane Bieber. I was like, Biebs, you a, you a patented inventor? <laughs> oh, that's crazy because I am. That's that's so funny. You just play baseball like anybody. So I'm going to I'm probably going to frame this and just put it on my locker, maybe even take it on the road. So all the visiting clubbies even know, look at this Austin Hedges guy, man. It's just he's pretty smart inventor patented how many patented big leaguers are there i mean it's got to be less than one handful got to be right got to be and whatever they are are they as practical as mine and do they even use their own invention on a big league field no way tight there's no way number one that does that make me the smartest player in the big leagues at least on this call right now top three in this call I can take that. Uh, I will say there's one other guy in your, not in your playing clubhouse, but a guy that puts on a uni that could be a patent owner. 
and it is your manager. I you think know? that Terry Francona could patent a new, he puts tobacco and gum together. You, you've seen this. I've seen it. It's nasty. But it's kind of, but he's not the only one. Really? You know what? There's there's a there's a Hall of Fame reliever who is the most hilarious gum tobacco red man of all time. Trevor Hoffman. Oh, oh my gosh. Really? Trev, if you give him a bag of red man, he will get his eyes will light up and, and he'll throw the tobacco put tobacco in his hand, put the gum and just crumble it up with his hands and just toss in his mouth like it's candy and just be the most excited guy on the baseball field. <laughs> so maybe, I don't know if him and Tito used to hang out or something. They do that together. Uh, but yeah, that's funny you say that because both of them very similar in their recipe. Both University of Arizona guys. There you go. There you go. Could be that. Maybe. Could be that. All right. A um, few things about your old team. I don't know if you've been paying attention, but this weekend there was a proposed trade between the Padres and the Mets that did not go through. Did you Did you see any of that? I'm living with Will Meyer, so I got all the juice. Okay. I got all the – I'm up to date with everything. And you played with Eric Hosmer. Went to his wedding this offseason. Can he go into that clubhouse feeling good about his situation? I mean, we, you still have to be professional, and he is a great dude. But doesn't this is a third time they've tried to trade him now? I mean, it's a that's a tough situation for him for anybody. I can't imagine. But if anybody can do it, it's him. The guy's literally the poster child for a great teammate. He's number one. It's like I think if you ask around the league, like. Anybody that knows him, played with him, against him, it's just a unanimous, this guy is the leader, the great teammate, the guy that brings the Latin community with the, the American community together. He just, he's better than that. And, you know, whatever he might be feeling inside of whatever kind of how he, he might feel like he's been treated, you would never know. He's just, he's got a gift. He's got a real, real gift for just how to be. Like, I think he's probably going to be a big league manager when he's done. Um, like, and be a good one. Um, so, if he does decide to say something that's a little bit snappy, there's a reason. Um, and he feels like, and I would bet there's a good reason. Um, I think he's got a lot of really good feel when it comes to this stuff. I feel for him. I know it's probably a tough situation. But like I said, I think if anybody's going to go handle it like a pro and just still just be a great teammate and still be the leader in that clubhouse. It's him. So interesting. Two things. One, he's way too rich to be a major league manager. Let's get that out. That he is still it. a grind. There's, I, I don't know why. I, I just think, I mean, it interests me. Like, even if I had like a billion dollars, like it'd be tight to, it'd be tight to manage a, cl a clubhouse. I think it's a lot of time. It's a lot of energy after your career, but at the same time, he kind of he kind of does things. It's he's unique for not being a catcher. It's like for me, the way that I interact with my teammates is similar to how a manager has to kind of you know relate to everybody. Where position players tend to hang with position players, pitchers hang with pitchers. Catchers are one of the few guys that kind of you kind of got to be involved everywhere. Haas does that, and I think when you really like get a good taste of like the impact you can bring with all of that communication day in and day out. I think it kind of shows you how like, you know, maybe being a manager and it could be pretty fun if you, if you feel like you can, if you can handle it and shit. I mean, <laughs> at this point in his career, I think he can handle it. He's, he's definitely had enough of the bad press and the good press where he can just go do it, but he is rich. He is rich. Really rich. Really rich. Really rich. Yeah. He bought a yacht. He's got a yacht. How was that wedding by the way? show his wedding of all time i mean it was i don't i don't know if he has any speaking of how rich he is i don't know if he has any money left it was a freaking 800 trillion dollar wedding it was like a 800 people nothing but freaking awesome baseball players and celebrities and at the Ooh, who is the biggest non-baseball celebrity um some chick from uh, some bachelor chick. Oh, you're kidding me. 
Yeah, some bachelor chick. But I don't think for obviously not for him. I think. Yeah, it was That's, for Casey. For Casey, I think she's friends with. Yeah, because she's got the she's got the connections on that side of the world too. So she's kind of got the she's got the connections too. It was it was a pretty it was a pretty starstruck event. The craziest thing that happened the whole time. How about this? I'm sitting. Me and of course me and Will Myers are sitting next to each other with our wives. And this camera lady is kind of, we're right next to this camera lady. And somehow, luckily, during some, like, maybe the pastor or something was talking, this chick drops this camera, like, good-sized camera, lands smack on Wade Davis's wife's head. I'm talking, like, bam. And when I mean blood, bro, blood, top of head blood is, like, running down Wade is legitimately taking his pocket square out of his suit and like holding his wife's head together. We're all like, I, the the ceremony is freaking happening. They're freaking talking about I do's and stuff. And meanwhile, we're hoping Wade Davis's wife's head doesn't bleed out. <laughs> so they, they leave, they, they get up and leave. Think that like, I think like an, like some type of ambulance or something just came to help her. Both of them troopers. They show back up for the reception. I saw her and I was like, dude, that's what I'm talking about. You grind, you rally. She's probably got staples in her head somehow. Oh my though. But I mean, assuming how much money those camera people made, they're all wearing masks too. So I couldn't see what the dude was saying, but what looked like her boss, the camera lady's boss shows up and <laughs> you ever seen someone get yelled at through a mask, but you don't, you can't hear them. Just eyes. Oh, it was just the eyes. It was just the eyes. And I knew this dude was MF in this chick so bad. Like, if you ruin this wedding for us, do you know how <laughs> it was incredible? But Trooper, the uh, I didn't get to see Wade if Wade ever knows. He's a badass, his wife's a badass, but it was crazy. You know, you have to as a closer, you have to be able to shower off the bad, just bounce back. Just bounce back. What's the pocket square for? Just in case you need to put your wife's head back together. Hey, good for her. That was awesome. Yeah. You kidding me? <laughs> Can you believe who Trevor Plouffe picked to win the 2022 World Series? Well, you remember last year, he was right on the mark with Braves and six over the Houston Astros. So we had a big old announcement party. Well, in case you missed it, you can talk about his pick and or the live stream, and most importantly, Trevor's prediction, it is now live on DraftKings Sportsbook app. So if you want to get in on the action, head over to DraftKings Sportsbook app. You ride with Trevor. Do it if you want to earn some cool cash because the guy obviously knows what he's talking about. It's available for you now. You know this. Huge Cleveland fan. It has been a difficult offseason for us that the only offseason move we made was Luke Maley. Okay. This is a good enough team with this pitching. If you add a few bats can contend for a, a spot. How did, does that even register with guys in the clubhouse? You know, well, it registers with a few for sure, but there's really just not that many established dudes on this team. There's not enough dudes to really worry about, what we're missing to go to go win or what's even necessary. Cause I don't even know if they know that yet. I mean, the guys that a lot of guys that we're going to throw out there, they're trying to establish themselves. They don't even know what it really, what, a, what an established big league lineup looks like or what it's like to go play 162 games every year. And I think that's going to be the beauty for what we got this year is we got the dudes that we don't have established guys, but we have the guys that are going to go get an opportunity to become those guys. Guys are having really good camps and, I think with with our pitching and with where we're at, we can win a lot of games with these guys. We just need some guys to have their coming out parties. I think I'm one of those guys. I think I think I've had some some times where I've hit a little bit, but you know, I'd like to have my coming out party. I know we got some outfielders that would like to have their coming out party. We got guys that, you know, be like, hey, I'm here, I'm a household name. Now we don't need to go get a household name. It makes it a lot easier going into the year. You go get a couple household names and the team looks sexier, but I think with where we're at right now, we're in, we're in kind of shape to kind of how Cleveland has done it in the past where we're going to, they're going to look for us to go bang and win some games. And if we're do, doing that, there's no doubt in my mind that we go add whatever we need at the trade deadline. 
One guy you did sign was Emmanuel Classe. What is it yes. like catching 102? Dude, it's that's the we he faced Yelich the other day, and Yelly was like, dude, that's an illegal pitch because it cuts a foot. It cuts a it's it's, it's legitimate, it cuts this much. And so when he faces righties, this is I used to not do it, but he told me, he goes, Hey, I want to throw fastballs inside to righties. So I set up behind righties for a front door cutter, and it's 103. It's the most terrifying thing of all time. And he executes it. So you're just, you have to commit to a pitch starting at you at 103 that's going to be a strike and then be ready for it to be away or his 94 mile an hour slider from hell. It's awesome. I'm so glad he's on my team. I tell him every day, I'm so glad you're on my team. Does it hurt when you catch 103? Yeah. No. Everybody throws hard now, man. Everyone throws hard. Okay. It's weird. Then you get guys like, it's, it, it's, it's like, it's like how it spins even too. Like we, I get guys that are throwing 91, 92 that are, my fingers kind of hurting because it's, it's spinning well, you know, the, the whole thing with how balls are spinning, you know, induced, induced vertical break and spin rate and that type of stuff actually kind of, I can feel it. That's the only, that, that's like the feedback I give my pitchers. If I can feel it hitting my mitt the right way, whether it's 91 or 98, that's when I know they're doing something right because I can have a guy throw a 91 and then the next pitch is 91 and I can actually tell you that there was a difference. So with him, it's kind of normal. He doesn't have any crazy spin things. His, his thing is more just straight up velocity and movement. He actually guys eventually time him up pretty well, but the movement of it cutting is how you just, because you have to swing at it where it looks like it is. And then it just starts, it just starts cutting away from you or into yeah. you as a lefty. And so it's more that. Yeah. So he's one guy that the guardians did extend. We did. There have been reports that they're trying to extend Jose Ramirez. I personally, just as a fan, I don't think it's going to get done. I think he just is. He's too damn good a ball player. He's so what good. is, what is the one thing, whether it's playing with him or just his attitude? Cause he is like helmet flies off every time he rounds a base. He looks like he's hilarious to play with. Oh my gosh. He's one of my, he's one of like, he, he quickly became like a top five favorite teammate and player I've ever played with. I mean, I get just the joy of watching him play is one thing. And then communicating with him, like he doesn't speak much English, but he speaks enough to, to get his point across. And he's just, he's the same dude every day. He's the same exact dude. You know, exactly what you're going to get. And I think, uh, I, honestly, it's kind of why he's under the radar. Like he's not flashy. He doesn't really care about fame and stuff. He loves playing baseball. He loves hanging out with the boys in the clubhouse. He loves his family. Like all the things that really matter in life is what he really cares about. And he's happy every day. He goes and plays hard. And I mean, I've been blessed, man. I mean, some of the guys that I've gotten to play with, like I got to play with two left sides of the infield of Tatis and Machado and then get traded in for a season, got Lindor and Jose Ramirez. Like, he, they're, they're on that – I mean, Jose's on that caliber as Tatis. I think Tatis might be the best player in the world. But, like, I mean, I think Jose Ramirez is at least a top 10 baseball player. I don't think he made MLB Network's top no, 10. He but was I th- 12. I think, he's, I think he's ahead of some, of some guys on that list. I don't need to say any names. But I think it's crazy if you don't think he's a top 10 baseball player with the – consistency of it's like top three or top five in in uh, MVP like every season for like five years so when you hear I mean because inevitably I mean his name was bandied about in trade talk yet again recently you guys hear that how can you it's, I mean but but of course it is like who who doesn't want him of course he's like if teams could get him they'd be freaking trying to get him because he's gonna help you win a lot of games but we need him we need him bad and with where we're trying to go, we need to be able to build around the presence of him and Fran Mill in the middle of our lineup. And those are two really, really special three, four hitters that, like I said, we get a couple guys with a coming out party at a veteran bat or so or two at the trade deadline with a healthy arms. If we got five healthy arms with our bullpen too, we're going to win a lot of games. I agree. So that's kind of the thing. It's, maybe to go get one of those bats, we might've had to get rid of one of those pitchers, you know, thinking about like value on our team 
you know, I, where I'm at, I mean, I don't want to, I don't, there's none of our, like our five guys we're throwing out there. Like, I, I don't think I would never get rid of any of them because, you know, say like Tristan McKenzie, if he's our five, that's the best five in the big leagues by far, not close in my opinion. And when that's the case, you win a lot of games. If we got Tristan McKenzie going out and facing Max Scherzer, I think we can win that game. Most teams five versus Max Scherzer. It's like, hang with them boys, try and go grind out a game, but it's going to be tough. I like your thought. Now I'm digging it. Now I'm digging. digging. We'll be all right. One guy you came over with in the trade from San Diego to Cleveland was Josh Naylor, who suffered one of the most gruesome on-field injuries I've ever seen in my life. Um, he's going to start the year on the injured list, but he has been playing and he's been playing out in the field and he's been hitting and he's getting close for a guy who has been with Josh Naylor for a while. How difficult was that for you personally? Uh, I was, that was probably, that's the, that's the hardest thing I've ever probably witnessed on a field. I I wasn't playing that game, but it was, uh, I, I mean, I've known Josh since he was traded over from Miami to the Padres when he was like 19 so I've, I've kind of watched this kid grow up and he's just an incredible guy, right? Like just one of the most outgoing, great teammates that just cares about people. And another guy that, you know, last year, and now it's going to be this year because of the injury, but we were looking for him to have his coming out party. He's been a top prospect. He's got all the tools um, that you would ever want. And then when you watch something like that, it was, that's about as sick to my stomach as I've ever been watching something. And just a, you know, a good friend of mine, um, but I'll tell you one thing, the watching him go about his business and preparing to, for where he's at now is really impressive. Um, I mean, he's still, he's, he's, his days at the field are long still. They are long to get this thing, to just be safe, do this thing right. And then he's going out there and he's banging in, in spring training right now. So it's, it's awesome to see. I think it's probably the wise thing for him to start on the DL. It's just, let's have this guy playing through September and not risk anything. Um, but that was, uh, that was tough, especially for, for a dude like him. Yep. Happy to hear that he's doing all right. Before we let you go, we'll spin the wheel of moderately interesting things. Let's get moderate do today. Visitors section, the best visiting clubhouse and why. Best visiting clubhouse. Mm, it's tough to beat Yankee Stadium. Yankee Stadium is the best restaurant in the world. When I mean restaurant, I mean if you go in there, whatever you want to eat, there is five star sushi, steak, chicken, pasta, salad, snacks, dessert, coffee, beer, whatever. It's like five star deliciousness. Like it's tough to it's tough to leave the uh, the kitchen there. Uh, that being said, two new ones that are awesome. Atlanta is massive. One of my favorite places to go on the road is at New Atlanta. Is uh, this they have a huge, huge like they incorporated their kitchen with their like uh, like hangout room. I mean, it's a it's got to be a five thousand square foot freaking. I mean, it's it's massive. It's endless. There's 25 TVs. I don't know. It's crazy. I'm exaggerating maybe a little bit, but it's awesome. That one, New Texas is incredible. Um, the, the new ballparks, mostly new ballparks. Um, otherwise, yeah, but really, really any place. They're like, maybe it just stands out because if your ballpark's been around for longer than 10 years, visiting clubhouses are just kind of all the same. They're just... They're fine. Yankees do it up. Doesn't Yankees, surprise me. They do it. They do, they it. do it. Yeah. They want you to get so comfortable that by the time 705 ticks around, you're not ready. That's it. That's it. And they're, and they're trying to get paid, which they should. Every clubhouse should be treating you really well because it's worth money. Here you go. Here's stuff. Here's money. Good trade. Uh, finally, before we let you go, we have discussed it a little bit. Um, it's going to be a little awkward doing this on air, particularly if you say no, but I would love for you to become a member of the Rose rotation in 2022 with 
some caveats. Obviously, I know that as an everyday ball player and a catcher in particular, your time is is very. I would like to on air decline your offer and embarrass you in front of everybody. And on that, I actually say yes. I would love to, and I would be honored. This is a blast, bro. I have a blast doing this. Oh. Shoot the shit, talk baseball, talk about nothingness at the same time. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I'd love. Well, we've to. been looking to we've been looking to fill a rotation spot for a while now. I'll try and I can get a. I, I want to bring I want to bring Quantrill on one time. Oh, well, see, that's the Quantrill thing is that on. we you know we've got I wouldn't say we've gotten away from it, but you know some of the times it's just we can't match up the co-hosts with a guest, but we would love to be. You know, you have a nice considering. Role yeah, he's a starting pitcher. That's probably the easiest ones to do because they basically just have vacation for a full season. Right. Yeah. So he's a Stanford I, I, guy though, I don't know. He might be too smart for us. No, he thinks he's too smart, but him and I, we have some good banter and there's, I think there's some good, uh, there's some good uh, stuff online of some of the, some of the, the shenanigans that went on last year with him on the mound. Cause he's a little chirpy. You can find some stuff, a little chirpy, kind of funny. I'm gonna try and uh, he might've, he might've talked shit to the most terrifying player in the whole big leagues, which could be a, something we talk about. That was wow. what I was thinking about bringing up. I love it. You'll well, find this is it. exciting. Did, did, I hear your pooch in the background. Does he want another starring Bo. role or is he sleeping? Come here. Come here. Come here. Come here. Here's Bo. Yeah. There's my guy. Oh. He wants to right. go to the park. He wants to go to the park and play fetch. <laughs> That's all he wants. <laughs> He's ready to go. He's like, stop talking to that moron. <laughs> Been ready to go to the park. All right, listen. Uh, have a good, healthy start to the season. We will be uh, the Rose family will be rooting for you from a from a distance, and then we'll see you in person. Whether I got to go check the schedule when you get out here for LA, and now I'll check. Yeah, we're big West Coast them. trip this year. Big West yeah. Coast. Yes. Good. We like that. Well, welcome to the family. As I like. To Thank say. you. We'll be sending Honored. out the the four hundred one k forms shortly. Okay. Sure. Uh, special shout out to our producer extraordinaire, the one and only Robbie Chiracco for Austin Hedges a new Rose Rotation family member. I am Chris Rose. We'll see you next time on the Chris Rose Rotation, a production of John Boy Media.